back in the 90s. Everything was better and somehow worse all at once. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of Saturday morning cartoons. by day, homework by night. We were betrayed by the boomers we had sworn to protect. Frozen in student loan debt for a thousand years. Now on the internet, the shows of old return, and we live again. We are defenders of what came before. We are Nostalgia Plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nostalgia Plus, where we're just going to get into it. Guys, it's the end of the world tour. We did it. Thank God. We Did we, though? Yes. Oh. We are nearing the end of season two of the 1994 Saturday morning cartoon show, Gargoyle. I will be free! Wait, wait, is that what we've been watching? It is. I think I watched the wrong show. Oh, no! <laughs> I could have... I've been watching Sex in the City. <laughs> I've been watching the 1992 classic live animation show, uh, Argyle. <laughs> Is that a, that's not real? <laughs> no, I sure hope it's not. Argyle to or 1992. I can't wait till we move on to the next show that maybe hasn't been decided yet, but might be X Men. <laughs> no, Darkwing Duck. I'll tell you what. There is um, something by a M. Argyle, I think it's Michael Argyle, written in the British Journal of Social Psychology. So, in nineteen, that's clearly what I was watching. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about four episodes as we barrel our way through the end of the world tour and into the gathering, which is uh, the, the multi-parter we'll deal with in the next episode. Uh, but today Boy. we're talking about Bushido. Cloud Fathers, Ill Met by Moonlight, and Future Tense. So, uh, uh, that whole thing you just said sounded like one long sentence. <laughs> the, as I would put it, the the weird capitalism is evil, evil one. Uh, the maybe the oh no one, the good one, and the really weird one. <laughs> okay, they should let Rachel name all the episodes. <laughs> But it's okay. not about capitalism being evil. I know. I couldn't think of a better title because uh, his he, greedy, I guess. Yeah. Try to corporalize the gargoyles and put them in zoos for money. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. I, I was trying to think of a different word and that, that was the only thing that came to mind. Fair enough. Avarice. Yeah. Yeah, but the avarice one doesn't sound right. So we're talking about the episode Bushido. Uh, the here's here's what IMDb has to say about it. The world tour continues in Japan, where they encounter a whole clan of gargoyles. Unlike Goliath's clan, these gargoyles are are no. Wow, that is not how English works. IMDb. <laughs> these gargoyles are known in the village they protect. One person wants to expose the gargoyles to the entire world in the form of an amusement park. Great yeah. job, Jesse Sanchez. You had a typo in your plot <laughs> summary. You fucking moron. 
No. Can, I, can I address the elephant in the room for this episode? Sure, please. Why does everyone speak English? Oh, yeah. That's Boy, a they, really they good sure question. <laughs> I mean, the same reason they spoke English in all the other episodes when they were in, I don't know, wherever else they were, South well, America. Can, and, can you believe that they, they? I mean, we visited the whole world on this world tour. We went to America, England, <laughs> France, <laughs> Japan, China, somewhere in Africa, America again, I think. In Africa, I kind of understood because her mom was there. We went to Australia for a second. Wasn't that South America? No, that was Africa. We we went everywhere except uh, most Antarctica. countries. Oh yeah, yeah. That we hit all the cool. continents anyway. We didn't go to South America. No. Oh, yeah. we did. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, that was the Mayan gargoyle episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. That was we the learned one about with... the rainforest. Right. That was the one with her mother in it. We didn't. Nope, that no, was... that's Africa. Wait. Oh, yeah, okay. The that one was the, the Jaguar one. Mother is right. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm That's mixing right. up the, the Jaguar Nazi. one and the. Mayan. Yeah. Okay. And the Mayan one, right? It's just because they did a very poor job of actually representing cultures. That's why you're getting them mixed up. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's 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 one thing that they have. Uh, at least they've been reliable at doing a poor job of representing <laughs> different cultures. They did poor. Well, the first episode was really bad. The first Native American episode was really bad. Oh, yeah, it was. Was that the first one in the world tour? I think so. Yeah. I like how they kick off the world tour by going to America. <laughs> let's, let's, well, let's, let's start it off. That, really that was Canada. Okay. It was technically yeah, right. Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, good. I used the wrong term, but I forgot uh, what they want to be referred to in Canada. <laughs> Indigenous First peoples. peoples. First native first nation native there are a bunch of, you have to ask any individual what they actually want to be referred to yeah so i don't know what do you guys think about gargoyles japan japanese gargoyles well, i'm shocked this didn't happen sooner in the series it does seem you know, kind of obvious yeah yeah they use the word bushido too many times they did also there was a, there was a black ninja yeah which just seemed very strange for a place as xenophobic as japan Oh, you mean like, like I thought just when he was dressed in black? I'm like, that's not that what ninjas. No, they were wearing like blue or purple or something. No, at some point, oh. he takes the hood off and he's just like a big black guy. And I'm like, that seems questionable. In 1996, Japan, especially. Yeah, that's how I know when people are American in anime, they're a black guy. Oh yeah, or or they're tall and blonde, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so accurate. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure what to say about this episode. I mean, there's some wild ideas in it. I think uh, it was supposed to be another pilot. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I think you're probably right. The right. idea of a gargoyle amusement park, I find just to be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just I just can't imagine. What's his name? Ta Tano? Tan Taro? It, Taro, yeah, the villain. I can't imagine him actually believing that he had any chance of success like he knows how strong gargoyles are and he's going to trap them in a giant dome yeah against i mean i guess his plan kind of hinged on them wanting to hang out there but why would they want to ha hang out I, in a giant no dome? no idea i mean no. especially after 
he they realized that he lied about they could about them hanging out there teaching Bushido. Yeah. And instead, you know, being display animals. So that's kind of a fundamental misunderstanding of like what Bushido is about. Yeah, I, I wanted to say that they had a fundamental miss, but I don't actually know enough about Bushido to say, like, look how they're wrong. I just kind of assumed they were. It's the safe bet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do we learn from this world tour? They don't know jack shit about other cultures. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. not so much that they should have known more. It's that they shouldn't have tried this. Well, they should know more before they try this. But they, or, but they, but ultimately, they just they shouldn't, shouldn't try it. Right? Yeah, because there's or, no way they're going to be able to like get the budget to like go fly to Japan and learn about Bushido or <laughs> you know? hire or hire people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there are ways to do this correctly, and it it, it it cannot be done, I think, in a single episode, you know. 23 minutes in a cartoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I write about fantasy cultures that I made up, because yeah. I don't have to worry about representing anybody. That's why world building is easier. <laughs> right? When you start from the ground up. Uh, plenty, of, plenty of places to find pitfalls. Actually... Uh, in our previous episode, I interviewed Kate Tibbetts Bradford, uh, one of the uh, originators of writing the other, uh, a series of uh, classes and courses you can take to learn how to world build correctly and do this kind of stuff correctly. She had a lot of interesting stuff to say about gargoyles. Unfortunately, my co-hosts have not heard that, that interview because uh, it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> uh and i haven't edited it yet so um you know you you listeners there. you're you're you know the lucky few uh, uh but hopefully we'll we'll be able to you know talk about that soon i don't want to you know i don't I, honestly i'm ready for the world tour to be are you guys ready for the world tour to be over yeah let's yeah. Do yeah. Next i mean I, do you guys have does anyone have anything really interesting to say about cloud fathers i liked it it was interesting. They did a better job. Yeah, time. I I 100% agree with that. I think Cloudfathers yeah. is, you know, kind of like the final evolution of this. It tells an interesting story. It's mm -hmm. light in its application of native culture. It, uh, it's not deals... appropriative. It's, it's really right. It just lets it exist. And we don't get into it or the rules. We, tr we don't explain it away. It uh, just happens. Right. Like, the coyote's not one of Oberon's children. Right. Right. Like, yeah, it's they don't they don't subsume uh the Native American culture in this one into their the gargoyle cosmology. They just right. let it exist. And and I thought that worked really <laughs> well. I think the reason why it succeeded the most because it gave lore relevant lore background on Maza. Yes, and the way that it tied into the to existing characters, um, to uh, Maza and her father and his history that we didn't have before, like all of that was really rewarding to the the viewer. What well, into us now who have become longtime viewers of the show? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What did I? What did I think? Um, other, th other than it opened and my first note was, oh, no, this again. <laughs> oh, no, this again. <laughs> uh, I, I thought two things. One, there's, there's a point where there's, you know, they're talking to the coyote spirit or trickster or whatever you want to call it. 
um, and then they like turn around and and he's gone and or well he's vanishing and one of them says he's gone except no he's actually turned into a whirlwind that we can see so yeah. I'm like no he's not gone he's a whirlwind if you turned around when and there I mean it's super visible in the cartoon because I guess how do you visualize a whirlwind without making it very very visible but uh, yeah I mean if you turn around a person is replaced by a big spinning vortex i don't know then you then you might think the person was gone and not not turned into a vortex okay. i guess maybe well, i'm they, just they the might have person also that's like... like obviously this person is now a vortex <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's a vortex i also think the illustration is probably made that way for the viewer not for the characters you know Fair what i mean enough. and also sure. i think i have a feeling that those type of vortexes are kind of common in that area so could be right. Could Dust be. Devils yeah, Peter, you idiot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're a vortex, Harry. ripping you apart. <laughs> so, so this did have one of my favorite lines, which which was when like they what is it like they attacked the the giant robot that is Coyote, um, and and it gets back up and says, "It's all right. I'm programmed for vengeance," <laughs> and I just like. I, one, that's a great line. I'm programmed for vengeance. Two, it says so much about your like your creation and your creator that that you were programmed to seek vengeance. I also kind of like that Coyote was forged with the Cauldron of Life or whatever that was called. Yeah. So just to be clear here, the the robot is also called Coyote. Um, yeah, and I, I also really appreciated that that Xanatos repurposed the cauldron that failed to make him immortal like twenty episodes ago. Um more, in more in like order 30. to thir- whatever. It just feels like feels like a hundred years feels like we've all been immortal <laughs> trying to get to this point. We must have I, lived forever. I skipped an episode and it still feels like forever. Well, I mean, one one out of infinity is is still at least still leaves infinity. Okay, I skipped an episode of N Plus, which was like four episodes, but you know, I feel like I've four. aged it like approximately one day per day <laughs> since doing this show. So the normal oh. amount—it's been painful. Man, aging is painful. <laughs> it is. It's true. Just just wait until you catch up with me. <laughs> you know, really quick tangent. My friend told me uh, he had a little brother and obviously he'd pick on his little brother when they were kids and stuff. And apparently one time his little brother didn't understand how aging worked. And he said Mm. to him, he said, one day I'm going to be older than you and then I'll show you what it's like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't understand. In in preschool, I had a really, uh, you know, real argument with an older kid where I insisted I was older than they were <laughs> because for, I don't remember why it was like, cause three is bigger than four or something. I don't know. I just, I, I just remember having this argument using <laughs> nonlinear math on him. Who knows? I, I think the, I think the moral of this story is kids are dumb. Well, I was the youngest, but I was also the tallest and the largest. So um, that meant that I got to, it, I had two other friends, the two other friends used to gang up on me when we played games. So that's logic. Because you're the tallest? Yeah. Well, that's is that fair? Was it fair? Did it feel fair? No. Was it, was it a game of strength? It was a game of keep away. 
Yeah, that's fair. Where you wrestle the ball from under a person. Oh, yeah, oh. for the biggest one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't help. <laughs> I always lost. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean. Well, then, that because it wasn't there. fair. Yeah. That's where the shiv comes in. Most <laughs> <laughs> of the time, I just ended up on the ground, like, with the ball under my stomach to be like, eh. <laughs> and while they tried to wrench my arm from under me. Oh, my God. Maybe. Childhood sucks, everybody. That's why we seek escapes, like the 1994 Saturday morning cartoon show Gargoyles. <laughs> I feel like one of these days you ought to just replace the word gargoyles with something else, like the 1994 cartoon show, some other 1994 cartoon show. We'll Perks. do that soon. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Dan, uh, not Dan. Peter? What? Huh? Hmm? What? We're almost done. I don't. I don't understand. What what do you mean? Gargoyles. Uh, well, this what is, is a, this is the end of the world. This is Cloudfathers is the last episode of the world tour. I what say. is this? What is this word? Done. We're I done with know. the world tour, Peter. We did done. it. All the episodes after this are uh, kind of on the way home. All right. Well, let's let's get on with it. Oh, actually, this was. I did want to mention out of all of the episodes where we've complained that they didn't just get on a plane or something <laughs> and go back to New York. Like this is the worst. They could just fly there themselves. They could walk. Where, where were they? Are they in Arizona? Arizona. Okay. Literally Elisa's dad is there and it's like, right. Hey, let's he, get in a car. Yes. He could drive them home. Well, he, he, he flew there. They didn't need a passport. It was before. It, this was pre two thousand and one air traffic. You can go anywhere. Gargoyles yep. can't though. They need to like turn to stone on, put on them, a flatbed. Load them up into the plane. Put them. Put them on a shipping container. <laughs> Oversized baggage. Yeah. Anyway, like, yeah, this is like the worst offender in terms of not just heading back to New York. So, I mean, I think that kind of shows even in Elisa's reaction when uh, uh, when we start Ill Met by Moonlight uh, and she is just like, God Why are damn, we coming motherfucking Avalon again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my, okay, my, my, my first comment here is why on earth would they get back on the damn boat? Oh, well. Uh, I mean, I th I feel like a bit that Elisa is being drug along on this, that Goliath thinks it's some sort of mystical quest that cannot be escaped. Right. And until, until the boat has to deliver them to Manhattan, and until then, they are trapped. Yeah. Uh, but it's so we, it's, but it's the will of the writers that's doing this. Oh, for sure. Well, let's, yeah, let's get all... Um, uh, doylist on us. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So we we see we go back to Avalon and we see that all the gargoyles are there and the princess <laughs> and Timmy or Tommy or William or whatever his name is. Tommy. Was it really Tommy? Yeah, <laughs> I could not remember. A really weird name for a Scottish kid. <laughs> Thomas. So, um, yeah, I mean, now we're back in episodes where, like, stuff can happen again. 
And yeah. we're finally going to start getting some clues as to what the hell has this all been about? Uh, so I mean, like, yeah, in like, Ill Met by Moonlight, we, we get to meet Oberon. But first we see one of the gargoyles has a really bad case of fish face. Oh yeah, I made a note of that. Yeah, right? He just had his big gaping fish face. And I'm like, oh my God, I would throw that gargoyle out. <laughs> also, weird maybe incest happening in this episode. Because you're you're oh, you're talking about the brother thing, right? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Like, they don't, Angela's they sweet on her brother. Is she? Well, they they yeah. I mean, they make moon eyes at each other. I oh, I didn't I didn't notice. It didn't seem like that to me. But all right, yeah. The, my note says daddy's home because <laughs> Oberon Oberon returns. Oh, okay. And they're really green and blue. Yes. Yeah, so Oberon and Titania are, are and the back. weird sisters. The okay. weird sisters have have somehow brought them back and yeah. tattled. You know how Titania is introduced as once in future queen? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're divorced. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> like I don't I don't is there something else we're supposed to know about that? I don't know. I just felt it weird that he introduced them kind of like her, he was her, her husband. And they're like, no, we're divorced. Well, yeah. Isn't that I think that's in the Shakespeare play that Titania and Oberon are like on the outs. <laughs> I, maybe. Uh, but anyway, I that's recall. the case here, which right. is that they are divorced. And uh I guess it seems like part of the divorce was that like her and all the kids had to spend a thousand years hanging out with humans. Oberon had to do. Yeah, I, well, yeah, he, said he says done he that did before or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he clearly wasn't in Avalon being all uh, right pissy about the Lord infestation. Yeah. yeah. So but, yeah. yeah, I mean. So uh, anyway, the gargoyles fight Oberon, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I guess Titania basically sets him up to be somewhat indebted to the gargoyles through a a, a obtuse (laughs) fight. Yes. Um, Which is kind of the way of Oberon's children of like not just coming out and say what they need, hiding everything in riddles. so ultimately, you know, Tom and Elisa beat Oberon with a bell, a big iron bell. I kind of thought it was dumb that they melted down a gun because. No, they melted down chains that someone. And uh, her gun. I don't and, think oh, and her gun. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I didn't see that. Because she hands it over and says every little bit counts. Hmm. Huh. So not only did they not read up on cultures. Other they don't know how guns work. They did not read up on blacksmithing or guns or metallurgy. Because it had a little bit of iron in it, but it's also mostly like steel or something like that. And that well, would... steel is mostly iron. That's true. Yeah. Well, steel is iron with the cop, uh, the carbon beaten out of it, I think. Into it. Into it, okay. But uh... I'm going to beat the carbon out of you. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm, I I think metallurgy would that would that would be a really impure like <laughs> um, bell if they put a gun into it. Yeah, I I mean, and 
Well, and the fact that they like prepared their iron for for shaping <laughs> by dumping it on the floor. <laughs> and then he cools it off and then starts hitting it. Yeah, no, I just like, none of that makes it's sense. It's all wrong. It was all very dumb. I think bells also require a mold. For sure they do. Yeah, yeah probably. You, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's not going to look as nice as that one did. <laughs> With like all had a carrying case and like it, a It was engraved. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did not have time to make time. a mold, yeah. The gargoyles are almost dead. By the time they show with that bill, I'm noticing he didn't melt down the whole ass metal armor he's wearing as they're walking around. <laughs> I was like, "Can we just make an iron bullet? That's really easy." Right. Well, but you, you they don't have gunpowder or or a casing. I mean, there was a whole episode about the importance of gun safety, Rachel. <laughs> That's a good point. That's why Mazda would use it. The person who's trained in firearms. Again. It takes like a modern day factory to make a, a, a modern bullet, which your gun requires. Yeah, fair. But I was, I, I, and and gunpowder and yes. a casing. Yeah. yeah, in wadding maybe. No, not wadding. Wadding? No, that's definitely <laughs> Rachel, not a modern gun. Rachel also does not know what goes into making. No, I've been watching a Revolutionary War. TV show recently. Oh, that, that that time period would require some wadding. Yes. Listen, yes. it's relatively yeah. modern. Love that wadding. <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things. Of the oh, thousand yeah, years. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me watch Turn. It's a good TV show. Uh well, so they win and uh and Titania Spoiler. is happy and <laughs> and and she gets remarried to Oberon. Uh, and they make a dumb sexist joke about marriage. Um, and, and then our people leave again. Cause finally, please. Let's but <laughs> Titania also implies that she has met the gargoyles, specifically Goliath previously. Yeah. Right. Do you guys have a guess as to who it is? No. The Banshee? I would say that that meeting did happen in an episode. In the World Tour? <laughs> During the World Tour, yes. It sure happened in I... an episode. Ah, uh, hello. Hey, Katie. Hello. We are... Uh, oh, I have the answer because I cheated. Oh, no, Damn you it, cheater. Dude. Why? We're talking about the Avalon Island episode. I never would have gotten that. You didn't see Over it at all. On... Well, we'll we'll talk about it in a couple episodes here. But... Wait, we're not going to talk about it now. It's a secret. What are we talking? Well, Nick about? cheated and learned he was correct. I guess. No, no, I I never would have gotten it. Oh, okay. I was. We're talking about who Titania actually is. So she implies in this episode that she uh, has has met Goliath before. And and I am telling everyone that that, that we saw that happen. happened in an episode. We did see it happen. It's a and little... I. Monster? I would have just assumed that it was some no, kind of time travel shenanigan. Monster. No, no, clearly it's Fox's mother. So I will say that, like Puck, Titania has appeared as another character uh, in the show. Honestly, you were not super far off necessarily. I'm very smart, but also that's the only 
other character I could remember. <laughs> I don't remember anyone. <laughs> I remember the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, uh, also, like Dan, uh, forever ago when you hinted at, at Puck's real identity, did you look uh, that up too? I did, and I also never would have gotten that. Wait, is this more stuff that we don't know? No, most of the the clues and hints to either of these reveals are things that like you would only realize that they are what they are if you have right the information ahead of time. Yeah, because you mentioned they're like, oh, there were hints leading up to this, and I look, I, I, I was like. Where? <laughs> you liar. Uh, right, no, and well. in fact, in Puck's case, it actually it, it takes a lot of uh, straining to explain. But uh, yeah, when we when we get to the gathering, we will find out who Puck is and who Titania are. So I, I just think the that the episode. fact that a kid's show like this has the balls to like go so fucking out there <laughs> never fails to impress me. Titania's outfit also fair. just way too All much. That, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Was that cleavage or was that like? That, that was like interior. That was like inner boob. <laughs> it was. It was kind of hard to tell because it was a, a slightly different color at times. It, it, yeah, agreed. It did look almost like it might have been part of clothing. I mean, of all the magical people of the fairy race or whatever they are, Titania looks the most inhuman. I would say. Like, I mean, her name has tit in it. Wow, <laughs> Peter, what the fuck? Also, Anya. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. God. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that information. Man. Cut it out. Actually, <laughs> it has it in it, like uh, Pennywise. She's a Ooh. She's a Mary Poppins. She's a Mary Poppins. Bonus points if you get that joke from four weeks ago. <laughs> oh, my God. No, two weeks ago. No, no, wait, you're right. Four weeks ago. God, yes. I can't understand my own schedule. To be fair, it is pretty opaque. Okay, so shall we get to the end of this? Yes. All right. So future tense, the the real out there episode. I loved it. I, I also it. loved I it. I hated it. It was so much bad <laughs> sci-fi. I was just like, this is a bad sci-fi. So the outfits. Oh. Oh no, that's like that's why it was just yes, it was all <laughs> all of the crappy sci-fi like cyber future tropes with you know everybody has golden armor and one of their eyes replaced and uh it was just so out there and we got to watch people die and <laughs> oh and they had somebody said what is it um Somebody said, oh, we, we, we're sorry. So-and-so was killed in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, um, so, so let me quickly read the explanation of this. So um, uh, Goliath is struck by lightning, uh, which allows them to find the island of Manhattan again. They arrive to discover that Demona has joined the clan and is married to Brooklyn. Xanatos has the gargles on the run, but finds unexpected allies in Xanatos's son. Goliath tries to find out where, when everything went terribly wrong in this ultimate, uh, in this unknown future. So, yeah, it's a it's a bonkers episode. Let's let's just hit all the highlights. Number one, Demona and Brooklyn are married. 
Number two. Yep. Yeah, that was super fucked. Number two, they're in the future, and Xanatos rules an independent state of Manhattan, call, which he calls Xanatopia. <laughs> Lex, Lex, uh, uh, number three, spoilers of Lexington. Yes, Lexington has gone full cyborg and is secretly the bad guy. And Brooklyn has no eyeballs. And no, no, Broadway. 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 Eyeball gone. Yeah, Broadway lost his zombie. eyes in a fight and has like scars on his head, which doesn't jibe with the information we've been given that they always heal when they go to stone. But I guess that wasn't true for Hudson huh, in his maybe eye. Grow eyes. I guess maybe eyes are magic. Mm, um, or, or anti-magic number four fox's son has the same dumb fox tattoo on his face he also <laughs> i think is the voice of david xanatos isn't it yes same yeah. voice. Yeah. it is the same voice <laughs> he's yeah yeah uh what's his name again the uh the actor alex jonathan oh jonathan frakes yeah he's getting a lot of work for these because he's doing <laughs> you know xanatos and coyote at the same time two episodes ago and now he's doing xanatos and his son um yeah. And they just, and they go and they, 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 was it, they teleport real bodies into a, a cyber world. Um, Where it's anime time, man. Oh, yeah. People no, are turning their arms into guns. Goliath is a cloud. Yeah. Oh, man. It was just, it was over the top. And I, I was so there for it. And we got, was it Bluestone? Bluestone wearing like a future robe. <laughs> <laughs> with a beard but still looking like a cop like yeah kind of you know yeah. the only person i was surprised not to see at least at first was uh what's his name uh macbeth mm, yeah but i wonder if that's because of the whole thing where he was like no, no. Well, I was Demona thinking, was still alive, so Macbeth so he had to still, still be, alive. be alive. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, I was, I was misremembering. I was thinking that there was some way in which, like the fairies, like the Fey folk, couldn't remember Macbeth, but that was Demona and Macbeth forgot their time on the same side as when they were enchanted. Mm. Not that the the fae, the fae folk didn't have to forget anything. So I was thinking, like maybe he couldn't be used by puck because it turns out it was all a dream um or was it dun 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 well yeah honestly that that sort of revealed that like it was all fake uh possibly fake and then puck's like well was it a prophecy and i'm like who cares cares? (laughs) that's the that's the capper to the world tour is it could have all been a dream and who cares (laughs) <laughs> wait but if but if if goliath destroyed the phoenix gate in the dream oh no he dreamed it he did it after he woke up right right okay also my comment my last comment on this one was like this is a new one for the world tour like this one they had a whole adventure and didn't even get off the boat <laughs> <laughs> i think the i think our audience realizes how much we hated the world tour <laughs> this was Definitely a relief now that we're done with it. It had a few high points. Did we ever like acknowledge uh, Katie coming in? Yeah, I said hi to Katie. No, no, no. Don't acknowledge it. I've been <laughs> here the whole time. I mean, what? 
Uh, did you guys catch the uh the picture? The girl she was pushing her cart or whatever, and then somebody stomped on her picture. Was yeah. that the police chief in the so picture? I think it was supposed to be the daughter of the police chief because the police chief has a baby in the picture. Yeah, and this was, was that like the- forty years later. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't. I did not catch it. Um, it was a very odd detail. Yeah. He's the police chief. What? He's fucked the police chief. <laughs> <gasps> I refuse what? to answer that question. <laughs> that's a, that's a good choice. I'm going to have to look this up because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm well, really curious. After I, I this will, episode, you can wait. just watch the next uh, two, three, two episodes. The next two episodes of Gargoyles, and you will learn the answer. Nope, we're just gonna cheat. We're gonna I'm pull not. a Nick. I'm not. Don't, Don't worry. Do it. Don't, Don't worry, like man. Nick. Well, here's the weird thing. Like, this is how innocuous it is. If you type in, and don't do this, but if you type in, like, (laughs) Titania Gargoyles, right there, you'll get your answer. If you do, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's not like I did a lot of searching. Google just told me. Titania Gargoyles, (laughs) Eliza Maza's mother all along. (laughs) Eliza Maza. wrong. Incorrect. It was Brooklyn the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Brooklyn got hot. Damn. You lie. Wait a minute. Does You're implying mean... he's not hot now. You're right. I'm sorry. Does Thank that you. mean that if that's true, we have our first like lesbian couple? <laughs> what? Big if true. <laughs> Oh, because you mean if Titania is Brooklyn and then Brooklyn and and what, Demona get married? Yeah. Well, none oh, of yeah. that happened. That was a dream. And also oh, you're typical wrong. Typical male dream. <laughs> Listen, just think about this. How can Brooklyn kiss anyone? He's a beak. <laughs> <laughs> Look, romance isn't all about kissing, Dan. It's a lot of it, though. Well, I, yeah, sometimes no. it's about chewing up people's food for them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Am I romancing wrong? <laughs> you might be, Katie. Put Doug on the line. It's possible, <laughs> it's possible to have a loving marriage without intimate relations. This it is. is. It's not possible to do it without chewing up a chicken McNugget and <laughs> vomiting it into their mouth. That's not, you don't have to vomit it. You know, I'm pretty sure I haven't done that. So. I mean, technically, vomiting and regurgitating. I think that's the that's the third year anniversary. It's like the first year is cotton, and then wood, and then vomiting into their mouth. As like, the first year, cotton. <laughs> Shit. I thought the first year was paper. Oh, that might be right. Oh boy, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> As like the one married person, not the one not married person here. I'm very uh, like. Are you, are- are you are you disturbed yet? Yes. Good. Well, I'm getting ready. To, I'm going to learn how to regurgitate chicken nuggets because <laughs> my third wedding anniversary is coming up. Thanks, Excellent. Rachel. Don't worry. The tax benefits make it all worth it. So, <laughs> I'll be I'll be happy to give you some pointers, Katie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hit me up after the show. <laughs> okay. Everybody gets married for the tax benefits, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, mostly health insurance. That's, oh, that's true. A good one. That's, that's a good one. Awesome. Dan, you gotta find me a spouse. <laughs> Done. Or spice, the plural of spouse. 
I don't think that's or true. Spost. Is that right? Spose, the past tense of spice. <laughs> Wait, does that mean the Spice Girls are all just married? <laughs> Formerly married. It's all worm shit. So. <laughs> oh, wow, God. we've derailed in the best way. I well, mean, to be fair, look what we were given. Look at the rails we have. We've <laughs> crash landed in fun town. Speaking of crash landing. More than one person wants to. Right off. Well, yeah. I mean, if Nick can find you one, he can find you two. What is that? <laughs> Wait a second. <gasps> can we all find Rachel somebody? Sure. She'll have four spots. I'll farm it oh out. Yes. Wait a minute. We all pick somebody for Rachel, and then she has to like go Bachelorette on Bachelorette style. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh, I got to find this guy from Halloween Town. Van Dyke. You know? uh, yeah, exactly. I was just no, going to say, you, I have no idea what sort of person Rachel prefers. I'm going think, classic I think, male. I think like color green. I think Rachel has okay. to give us a few specifications. A yeah, few I'm going for a green person. She likes redheads. Rachel, I want, you to pick, green I want you to pick three adjectives that you consider to be the most important three adjectives. Oh, man. Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that you, Katie? Is that yours? That was Katie. Uh, <laughs> she wants them to be able to hide in the snow. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure. Uh, nerd, I guess. Nerd. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it written down. Uh, what else? You know she does too. Ability to spell would be nice. <laughs> really okay. getting high level on us, Rachel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need somebody to do it for me. So Not spelling bee champion. You should just get a stenographer. Sure. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but they they might write in like a um... secret stenography code. <laughs> yeah, basically, what do you? It's called shorthand, and that's that does not teach you how to spell. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Okay, so nerd. So not a not a stenographer. Nerd able to spell. And what's the yeah. third one? Uh, likes to go camping. Okay. Camping. All right. Camping and or glamping? Camping. And okay. so, and those are the three most important qua uh, characteristics. Yes. Okay. So, in, audience, in if you have those characteristics, you can email in at too many thoughts media at gmail.com. Your email and will be deleted if you don't send a photo of your bookshelf. Yes, yes. And uh, you have to subtitle it. What's it called? Subject. Use, it, use the subject line. What? What are you going to fill uh, in? I, don't, I didn't get that far yet. Bachelorette. <laughs> yes, Bachelorette. Tax benefits for Rachel. <laughs> yeah, and so, make hey, sure that guys. you make sure you have insurance too. <laughs> oh no no no! Uh, subject line: the spice of life. Yes. So hey, guess what? 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 This has been an episode of Nostalgia Plus. Thanks <laughs> for listening. Everybody. Was it? Has it really been? <laughs> Hi, this, this, is, this has been our prequel episode for for a bachelorette. <laughs> for spice of life. For spice of life. Oh, That's right. Episode one. You can find my stuff at DanielEvinson.com and follow me on Twitter at Sinister Infant. Uh, I've been joined by Nick Evangelista. How's it going, Nick? <laughs> Join yourself. It keeps going. I think I found Rachel's dream man. So. Oh, no. Already? Yeah, a, a camping spelling nerd. 
he's an Eagle Scout and winner of a spelling bee. <laughs> God. What? You nailed it. There he is. His name's Charlito Chip Talentino. <laughs> what even? How do you what? Meet the spellers. Good lord. Oh, good gracious me. <laughs> he plays little league? Yes, nice. How old Wait, is this? This, 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 this is from six years ago. Yeah. yeah so he's not about right her about age it. then. You know, there's promise here. <laughs> I've been Nick. Wait, Thanks, this, Nick. Wait, this is not a person. This is a play. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also enjoying my Peter. Hi, I'm Peter Schaefer. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoeless Pete or visit my websites, pashafer.com and shoelesspetegames.com. I'm so sorry about this, Rachel. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thanks I for thought, joining me. I have brought it up. It's fine. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Don't go into my DMs. I will block you. <laughs> 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 And uh, Katie, thanks for thanks for coming in at the last. Yeah, minute. We're, we're glad really you made improving it back. the episode. <laughs> oh, for um, sure. Did I actually? I'm gonna have yes, to actually listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Katie, did you have any thoughts about the end of the world tour? Oh, thank God it's over. Yeah. Well, save save your save your gratitude for what comes next. We like it might be awful. Who knows? I mean, Dan hasn't given us hope for season three. Well, that's true, but th- we're not there yet. We also don't have to watch season three, so. Right, he's given yeah, us an out. Uh oh. Nick, you have to watch it. We're committed. Oh, man. We cannot be the premier Gargoyles podcast if we don't watch every episode. Okay, Our- well, Nick has a point. <laughs> we might I will have not to force anyone to watch later. season three. I'm on the record. Our plan for season three is Have you seen Clockwork Orange? You can Orange? watch it if you want it. Have you seen <laughs> the Clockwork Orange? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's how we're going to watch. Oh, God. <laughs> so, to the soundtrack, I Beethoven? I yeah, clamps on everybody. That's right. I feel like that's a reference I don't get. Not Ludwig von! <laughs> okay. Old Bye, everybody. Katie, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm the twiddle. She's definitely at, there. Go search her. At Shimmy Book. Just scroll right. through the Twitters. You'll find her. <laughs> I know. The music is playing. How much Twits can there be? This has to end. Please, five. <laughs>